You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Nine days ago, our Awakened Music launched that new song that we just sang called Come What May. And as I was preparing for this message, um, I realized how powerful those declarations of faith were. You know, the importance of those lyrics. You know, we don't just sing a song and read words, but it's supposed to become part of you, become a declaration in your life. So I started to unpack some of those uh, verses, things that just stood out to me. I encourage them to be a declaration for you this year. Nothing's going to stop my praise. Whatever you're going through right now, praise and worship. It will elevate your thought life. It'll elevate what's inside of you that you've got what it takes. I will stand tall with my hands raised. The devil wants to keep you down. God wants to raise you up. So stand tall and praise him. I am not afraid. Just saying those words shifts atmospheres. In our praises, you are glorified. Always glorify God. I mean, that is where the victory is won, is by glorifying our Father, partnering with Him, trusting Him in whatever battle you're facing. And then He has overcome. That's probably the greatest victory. Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, already paid our price, said, It is finished. How many people need to live an it is finished life? Everything changes when you say, wait a minute, devil, my victory was won 2000 years ago. I'm going to stand on that promise. And then I will shout your praise, continue to shout his praise. I can't tell you how many times worship has elevated me from a funk to just freedom. I just feel like I can take on any giant, any battle, conquer any obstacle. So I encourage you, praise and worship. And worship is warfare. It's my favorite weapon is worship. So, you know, worship every moment you get a chance to. 95% of everything coming out of my truck radio is worship because it empowers me all throughout the day. I encourage you to do the same. So today we're going to dive into this come what may message. And what I, I want to take you on a personal journey that I faced a little over a year ago. And by the end of this service, I'm really hoping that uh, you have a renewed level of faith hope, and trust in God, because God is for you. He is not against you. He loves you more than any person in this world. No one can outlove God how much and how important you are. But what I've learned in my journey is that, you know, God, probably more than anything else, it's nothing we can do for him, but it's by inviting him into every circumstance of our life and literally to hold our father's hand and say, God, show me the way. I want to win this victory with you. Nothing brings him greater pleasure than watching you win in life, but partnered with God. And I encourage you never, ever, ever fight the devil alone. The devil's a tough competitor. So I never go in without armored up with God. So if you fight with God, you will be victorious. So you ready for the title of my message? All right. Media hit it. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. (laughs) You can't touch this. That's the kind of attitude we all need to have. Devil, you can't touch this. Now, don't judge my dancing. It's not one of my greatest gifts. However, when I asked my girls, like, girls, how'd I do? They said, Dad, and they paused. They were like, you're entertaining. I'll take it. 
I'll take it. So if there are any dance instructors in this room, please see me after service. I need your help. Have mercy on me. <laughs> but we need to have that attitude. Just tell the devil, you can't touch this. You can't touch my health. You can't touch my marriage. You can't touch my kids. You can't touch my family. You can't touch my finances. You can't touch my freedom. That's what I want to inspire you to do. You can't touch this. So let's talk about how to thrive in the midst of challenges. And if your life is going great, you have no challenges, you have no obstacles, you know somebody that does. So apply this to them. So basically from 2011 to 2021, I lived a decade of health. And, you know, I just decided to get a little bold. <clears throat> and I said, God, you know, I'm not going to have any cold, any flu, any disease, any sickness. I just refuse to participate. And the crazy thing is, is like people around me would drop like flies, but I was immune. I couldn't get anything. And it was like, it was like, I was like, man, I'm onto something here, you know? So, uh, but I didn't avoid people that had stuff because I really trusted God's immune system. I trusted my faith and my belief. And I said, what could God and I do? So can you imagine a decade of no doctor, no medicine, no cold, no flu, no sickness, no disease. That's how powerful our God is. Start inviting him into your life and have your own experience. You know, it doesn't have to be that, but invite him in. And so, yeah, it was just amazing. And so then, <coughs> excuse me, um, I turned 50 in 2019. I know I don't look it. I know I don't look it. Stop it. Stop it. No. <laughs> So do we have any prime people in the room? Let me see. All right. I see Michael and Michelle Cole. They lead our prime ministry. Now, what I love about these guys, they're tenacious. So our prime ministry is 50 and up. They're trying to get you in, bring you into the fold. And like, guys, I have to tell you, you know, since I had a decade of uh, health, you know, I decided to get bold and audacious when I turned 50. And I said, I'm going to reverse age. So you can't touch me because I'm only 42. It's working. <laughs> no, but I love these guys. We have a powerful prime ministry. And if you're 50 plus, please join them. But, uh, but yeah, what would that look like if we just started getting a little bold, a little audacious in this coming year and really started stretching our faith? And I was reminded of like, you know, stories in the Bible, stories like Abraham and Sarah at 190 years old, they had a baby. I was like, that's pretty bold. That's pretty audacious. I was reminded of Caleb. So he was a spy going into the promised land when he was 45, had to wait 40 years because of unbelievers. But at 85, the Bible said he was just as strong as he was at 45. Now, I believe in Pastor Jeff. You see the guns on that arm. But at 85, you ain't seen nothing yet with this man. They're going to be twice as big. Right, Pastor Jeff? Come on. He is strong and courageous. But we got to get a little bold and courageous with our faith this year. This is the year to really go after it. And so uh, let me tell you a story, hopefully to bring some hope, uh, build some faith, and show you how to win some victories and battles in your life. So about mid-2021, uh, I had an unusual bump show up underneath this eye. And so like most Marines, you give it a week, it'll go away, you move on. But this one didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, how many uh, service members we got? Stand up right now. I want to honor you. 
You are the freedom fighters. You have laid your life on the line. You have went into God-forsaken countries. You are the reason why we have the freedom we have today. So thank you for that bold, audacious faith. So I had this crazy bump showing up under my eye. They misdiagnosed it at urgent care. After a week of antibiotics, it kept getting bigger. So then I had an annual skin exam. And so I'm like, well, these people know skin. I'll have them take a look at it. So they do their routine thing. And then the lady's like, go get the assistant. They come in. They're taking out their camera, snapping photos, pulling my eyelid down. And then I hear these words, go get a biopsy. I don't know about you guys. I didn't really know what a biopsy meant. I've never experienced that. So, but I knew it wasn't good. And so I had to look it up. And what it basically meant is that they're going to extract something out of me to see what's in me. So think about that. And I tell you what, that was a painful experience. I won't even go there because, yeah, it it was not good. But anyway, uh, the results of the biopsy came in. And then those words that most people fear, they said, you have cancer. And so, you know, that's that's a powerful moment. That's a big word. And it brings a shock to the system. So the type of cancer I had was blood cancer. So all these thoughts start running through my head. You know, the devil tries to use that. So the first thought was my blood travels everywhere. Is this the only spot? So you start to wonder. You have some doubts. You know, is this the only cancerous area? Then my eyesight, that was my right eye, my dominant eye, my hunting eye, my targeting mechanism. I was like, come on, God, we need that one. So, yeah, people don't realize if you're Marine, military, when we cry, we're not really crying. We're lubricating the targeting mechanism. (laughs) Just so you know. You got me, Tony. I know it. (laughs) So I was wondering about my eye. And then I was like, will this take me out? And so I remembered at 17 years young, the only real man I had in my life was my grandfather. And at 59 years young, he died of cancer, throat cancer. And he was gone within six months from a picture of health to gone, buried. And I had turned 51. So you have those thoughts going through your head. Then the emotions come along, you know. Have I told my beautiful wife, Pastor Tessa, how much she means to me, how much I love her, how much I cherish her? Have I said enough? Have I been a good role model to my daughters, Lexi and Skyla? Have I modeled what an eMERGE man means? And would they go and find somebody like me? Would I be able to walk them down the aisle? You know, that, that is a pleasure of a father's life to have that experience. So these thoughts go through your mind. And then is my house in order? You know, have I got my will updated? Have I provided financially for my wife and children? Have I made enough great financial investments? And so then, you know, all these flood of emotions come in. And then the one that hit me hard as well was unfinished business. I'm like, I've got so much to do in this life. God, don't take me out this early. You know, we have got books to write. We've got to merge men to build. We have got just victories to win, battles to fight, demons to defeat. And so I just started thinking about all these things and how many people I have not yet shared the love of Christ with. I was like, that's what this life is all about. Don't store up earthly treasures. I buried my father about a year and a half ago. He was a hoarder and most of it went to the trash. 
He died alone. No one even discovered him until a month later. And I'm like, he wasted his life storing up earthly treasures when he should have invested in people. So I encourage you all today, invest in people. It's the greatest treasure, the greatest resource. And if you ever wonder, are they worthy of an investment? A father God had one son and said, they're worth everything I got. So that's how I look at everybody. I don't look at people black, red, yellow, blue, you know, have different, you know, philosophy than I do. I was like, that's God's daughter. That's God's son. They are unique, one of a kind, fearfully and wonderfully made. It is an honor if I get to spend a few minutes just to getting to know who they are and what makes them special. So live your life like that. So anyway, I'm going through all these different, you know, cancer thoughts. And then um, <coughs> there's a few moments on this journey where, you know, doubt started to creep in. You know, a decade of health, God, now cancer? I mean, this is unusual. This is uncharted territory. And then when I'd wash my face, you know, I'd feel like a swelling around that eye. And I was like, man, is it spread? Is it, is it coming back? What's happening here? And so when you go through cancer, um, sometimes you have to partner with the doctors, which I did. But um, I was tested every three to six months, still am. They test you for about five years, and mainly to convince them that I don't have it, because I know I don't have it already. <laughs> but it's also good to get that little reassurance that, yeah, you see that devil read that report. <laughs> so I did all these CAT scan blood tests, and then what really sealed the deal for like my victory and to distrust God despite come what may, is about nine months into the battle, um, I'd remembered a prophetic word that Pastor Michael Maiden uh, spoke over me. I was sitting about that second row, Estes is right now, and um, he said, and I knew it was from the Holy Spirit, because he knew things I'd never met him. He said things that I never knew. And he said, you know, your whole life, I could tell you've been a fighter. And you've had to fight angry men. My dad was one of them. Got kicked out of the house about six or seven, middle of the night, on a street corner by a stoplight, hiding in the woods with my brother. My dad was going to kill me. And so my stepmother got us out of the house and never lived with him again. So I, I did have some battles to fight with men. But what was encouraging, he said, God has seen your life and you are a fighter, but you're God's fighter. And when he said that, I said, all right, God, we got a long journey. Bring it, devil. You can't touch this. Amen. That's an attitude we all need to have. You can't touch this. So um, you have choices to make. You know, I could choose faith or fear. We have those choices every single day. A room this size, our incredible lobby packed to overflow. We all have a choice. You're all facing a battle, a circumstance, something you know, is a challenge most likely in your life. So you can choose faith or fear. Right. Only one can live at the same time, yeah. faith or fear. Right. Fear is going to come. And when it comes, it doesn't come alone. It brings an army of stress, of doubt, of anxiety, of despair. But you are greater than that army. And sometimes like Gideon, we hide. Gideon was hiding in a wine press, afraid you know, because sometimes the giants you see in front of you are bigger than the promises God has placed inside you. So think about that. It was the same ailment the Israelites had coming out of Egypt. So focus on your prophecy. Focus on prophetic words. Focus on your future. Focus on all good things that God has given you. 
And sometimes, you know, even the strongest believers can get paralyzed. I, I don't know about you guys, but like I can pray boldly with faith for other people, believe without a shadow of a doubt. They're going to get healed. Their marriage is going to get restored, whatever the case is. But what happens when the tables are turned and now you have to have that belief for you? That's when it gets a little tough. So, you know, look at what fear has done to America, to the world over these last two years. You can always tell the devil's signature, it's fear. It's never faith. So whatever you're facing in your life, recognize the fear. It will come, but there's a way to deal with it. There's a way to overcome it. So what giants are you facing today? It may not be cancer, but remember, you have the same choice I had. And sometimes when you make that step of faith, you have to kind of keep remaking it. You know, every day is a new day. Every day might be a new challenge, a new demon, a new stronghold, a new struggle, a new ruler, a new principality. But God wants to build that faith muscle. And the best way to do it, don't do it alone. Do it with God. Get into this word. Read this word. Praise him. Worship him. I mean, that is how you build that faith. And I love that God says he can even take a mustard seed of faith within us and still move a mountain. So imagine what we can do with something bigger than a mustard seed. I encourage you this year, build your faith. If you don't build anything else, build your faith. Muscles are good, but nothing like the faith muscle. (laughs) So I started remembering all the promises of the Bible. Promises like Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Remind the devil of that. Isaiah 53, 5, and by his stripes, we are healed. Do you see this word right here? What's that mean? Claim it. You're already healed. You know, you just got to claim it. The devil is that roaring lion, seeing who he can devour. His roar sounds nasty and ferocious, and he's used to instilling fear and trembling. But when you remind the devil of the promises in God's word, that's when things start to shift. Amen. Romans 837, it gets better. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I constantly say I am more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. That's all you God devil. Bring it. Can't touch this. Come on. First John 4, 4. You are of God, remind the devil of that, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is he who is greater than in the world. That's what you got to remember. If you're a Christian today, you have the most untapped power resource the world has ever seen. It's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually lives inside of you as a believer. And so I've come to learn over my life, there's so many battles I face where I didn't even let him out of the jail cell. I didn't remove the gag over his mouth so he could speak through my life. You know, I didn't call on him. I didn't listen to that still small voice. But imagine, you know, you talk about a life coach, no greater life coach than the Holy Spirit. So release him this year, focus on him. First thing I try to do in the morning, every morning is I just let him speak through me. And it is powerful. 
And I let him speak through me until I know it's not me. It's not an utterance coming from me. And I tell you what, if you guys have never experienced that, when you do, you will know that you know that you know that you are not alone. Amen? All right. Luke 10, 19. This is one of my favorites. Behold, I give you the authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. That's a promise from God in the Bible. Just start using this word. What does the Bible say? When we speak God's word, God is faithful to execute on what you speak out of your mouth. So I encourage you to read the Bible in a year. That's what we started this year. Um, I don't know about you guys. That small print's a little tough for me. So I have the American Patriot Bible. It's got vignettes of how this country was founded on Christ On Christianity, there is overwhelming historical evidence. I mean, you have to suppress the truth to not know America was not founded on Christ. So read whatever Bible you like to read, but read it every day. Get into it and just start speaking those promises over your life. So these verses inspired me to fight. So what are the verses that inspire you? Are they on your phone? Are they written on your mirror? Do you have them printed somewhere? I encourage you to do those things. And then, you know, I had to fight both naturally and supernaturally. So what did the natural fight look like? Okay, that's where we started. So I went to my doctor, Dr. Matt Hubbard, my chiropractor. Uh, I can tell you 17 plus years of chiropractic care. My daughters are the healthiest daughters in the world. They really have never had more in 17 years than about a three-day fever. Isn't that incredible? So, yeah. So I went to my doctor and he said, we got to do intermittent fasting. I didn't know what intermittent fasting was. I'd never done it. So he basically said, eat clean. Don't eat for 16 hours of every 24 hour period. I said, all right, I'm Marine. Still got the skills. I'll execute some discipline. Let's go after this. What he didn't tell me is that God saw how hungry I was for healing. And so I lost a pound a day for 30 days straight. I lost 30 total pounds. And then I had to come back to my doctor. I was like, buddy, I know you love me. But if we do the 75 thing, there'll be nothing left of me. Can we please end it here? And thank God he said yes. So, <laughs> so that thing worked pretty good. So then from there, I, uh, I had to meet with the oncologist, you know, and sometimes you have to partner with doctors. God wants you sometimes to partner with doctors. Sometimes he can instantly heal, miracle, but sometimes it's a partnership. And a lot of times I think it's more like your faith that you walk into that hospital that encourages those that are used to science. But when they see a move of God, they cannot deny that. So I didn't stop that. My oncologist said we need to go through two and a half weeks of radiation around my eye. So again, during that time, I went in uh, every day for two and a half weeks, made a special mess mash, uh, had to target it, put like a silly putty on because that radiation, you know, we only wanted it to hit the cancer cells. So that's when I started praying and prophesying during that journey. And I said, all right, listen up, radiation. I know you're big, you're bold, you're a killer, and that's okay. But you have one assignment when I'm on that table. Your assignment is to radiate and kill only the cancerous cells. You cannot touch one healthy cell. And literally, I declared that. I walked in there with peace. I walked in there with freedom. And God honored that request. Speak to your situation, whatever you're going through. 
So man, oh, so oncologists, we had that going on. And then uh, hyperbaric chamber. And so uh, I went after radiation, oxygenated my blood and all the good stuff in there. But what I realized is like, you know, whatever challenge you're facing, life doesn't stop. Don't let the devil stop you, shut you down, isolate you in a home, like still continue to live your life. And so while I was in the hyperbaric chamber, I was still taking phone calls. Pastor uh, Jeff Q called me up and was like, hey, you got a minute to talk? He didn't know I was in the hyperbaric chamber. I was like, I've been waiting for your call, buddy. So we did some mentoring and counseling for half an hour in the hyperbaric chamber. I'd bring books to read to build my faith during this series. And again, continue to pray and to prophesize and do the things in the natural that I needed to do. And then I continued to renovate my house. I bought a house. I love to do things and learn things. Laying 3,600 square feet of flooring is one of them. And so I wasn't going to let cancer stop me. So every day I spent a couple hours a day laying flooring. And yes, I didn't realize what radiation could do. So about 10 minutes of every hour, I had to go lay down because I was tired. But then I got right back up and got after it. I was like, devil, you can't keep a good man down. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Prophesy promises. That's what you need to do. And then a funny story. A couple months later, I looked in the mirror and I did a double take. And I was like, who pulled a college prank and shaved off my sideburn and my eyebrow? Had no idea that could be a side effect of radiation. That's how naive I was. And I was like, man, it's gone. But thank God it grew back. <laughs> oh, funny stories, funny stories. <clears throat> but I had real life circumstances happening, but I was determined to live in faith, come what may to praise God for my healing, to prophesy. And so I want to encourage you. Those are the three greatest things that you can do, whatever battle, whatever obstacle you're facing. So write these down. Number one is prayer. Number two is praise. And number three is to prophesy. So pray. You know, if you don't know how to pray, if you don't have somebody that can pray with you, guess what? I got a solution. Every Tuesday morning, 5.30 a.m., right here at Balboa, 100-plus mighty men gather for training camp. And I guarantee you, you'll be powerfully prayed for. And for the ladies, every Thursday morning, 7.30 and 9.30 a.m., there's nothing like the power of a praying church. And it is powerful. We've sent miracles, healings, jobs. I mean, you name it. God is always showing up. We have about 30 minutes of what we call a God story, where guys, guys come in and say, I prayed for this. God partnered with me. This was the result. We want you to experience that. So make that part of your training regiment this year. So, and then praise. It's my favorite weapon. Like I said, praise God in every situation, you know, God inhabits the praises of his people. So praise continuously, no matter what the toughest word news you got, start praising him. What's your favorite praise song? Have it on repeat, have it on YouTube. I mean, just pray it. I would encourage you to have come what may. That's the title of this series we're in, Come What May, Do You Know How Big My God Is? And I think that's what we need to do. We were at a merge night here a couple days ago. Pastor David, uh, I don't know if he's here, Pastor David. Okay, 830, I missed him. But he gave a word that I hadn't thought about. And he says, why are Christians always playing defense? We should be playing offense. 
Does defense win games or do you have to score some freaking points? Offense. The victory was won 2,000 years ago. Why are we not always beating the devil and pushing him back? That's the life we need to live. Play offense and then prophesy. You've got to get this word into your mouth and know who you are. I am healed. I am whole. I am healthy. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's what you need to tell the devil. And behold, God has given me the authority over all the power of you, devil. You're going down because you can't touch this. Amen? Amen. Come on. Those are just some of the secrets. So I'm happy to report the results of going through the fear and the faith and the battles and the trials and the tribulations and the wonder is that the bump over my eye is gone. All the blood tests and CAT scans, no cancer. I have a powerful faith testimony, and I want to encourage you today that you are more than conquerors. Start living like it. Start declaring who you are. I tell you what, there is a kingdom come, and we're the ones that bring kingdom come. Amen? Amen. I love you guys. Man. All right, wrapping it up here, wrapping it up. So again, go on offense, not defense in 2022. You know, have the faith of David. Everybody's probably got some Bible heroes in the story. I love David. He's probably my all-time favorite. But have the faith of David that when facing a giant, while others were cowering, he ran to the battle. And what I love about David, he exercised the prophecy you know, young 16-year-old kid armed with a sling against this giant. And this is the words he said. And remember this in the, whatever battle you're facing. This may be your battle cry. Maybe change some of the words up, but this thing is powerful. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and take off your head. Have that kind of faith. Have that kind of belief because God is for you. Oh, there's so many verses in the Bible. Ah, the lion's den. Don't be afraid of the lions in the den. Be afraid and fear the lion of the tribe of Judah in the den with you. That's the only person we need to fear. He is fearfully, wonderfully made. We love him. But yeah, so many verses. Uh, I don't have time to unpack them here. But I tell you what, everybody just close your eyes, bow your heads. I just want to pray for a first group of people, those that uh, don't know Christ. They don't know Christ as their Lord and Savior. In a room this big with an overflow, packed to capacity, I'm sure there's at least one person in here that God's been speaking to you throughout this message. And maybe you've been facing some battles in your health, your family, your marriage, with your kids, your friends, your job, whatever it may be. And you're probably exhausted and you're tired but you're here today. And God wants you to know he's that ever-present help in time of need. And what he wants more than anything else, he wants you to know that before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. 
He created you. There will never be another you, not in all of history, past, present, and future. You're the only one. You're the only son, the only daughter he's got. And today he said, will you go deep with me? Will you allow me to be the greatest father you've ever known? And it's by trusting in my son. I sent my son on this earth to pay the price for your sin so that we could have a restored relationship. Son or daughter, it's time to end fighting alone. I want you to fight with me. I want to hold your hand across the marathon, up on the mountain, to see the victory in everything that you're facing. But I'm giving you a choice. The choice is, will you trust in me? Will you accept my son? So if God is speaking to anyone in this room or in the lobby or on live stream, and you know today is the day where everything can change in a moment, just raise your hands up. I want to see who God is speaking to today. Yes, over there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, right there. Yes, God is on the move. You may feel a little nervous. Yes, maybe tears. That's God. Yes, over here. There's just hands all over this room. Yes, we see you. Thank you for keeping your hand up. Today is your day. Thank you, sir, up there. We're not guaranteed where we'll spend eternity with the exception of one guarantee, and that's accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You will spend eternity somewhere. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, so make that decision today. God is for you. This church is for you. Your greatest days are ahead of you on the other side of just trusting in God and just say, God, I surrender all. I can't do it anymore. I need you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? All right. I'm so proud of you guys. If everybody could stand and just look up here, let's give them a shout and a praise. Even if one person comes to Christ, the angels in heaven are cheering that decision. We have got a response lounge over here right after service. I want you to head to that lounge. See these lovely ladies, Linda down there. We want to pray for you. We want to give you a Bible. We want to give you a following Jesus book to show you how to unpack this big book. And we want you to do life with us. From this day forward, you will never be alone because God is with you and we are for you. Amen? Amen. And for everybody else, just close your eyes for a minute. I want to pray for one more group. If you came in here heavy-hearted, facing a battle, facing a circumstance, and you don't know the way out, but you need to find a way out, just raise your hands. I want to see who I'm talking to today. A battle that you cannot face alone. You've come to realize, I cannot face this one alone. I need help. I want to pray for you. Just keep your hands up. If you're near them, just put your hand on them and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we are all your sons and daughters. God, we came here today to experience you. So God, for every hand raised, I ask it right now, you let them feel your presence, feel your power, feel that they are not alone. God, that they can trust you. All they have to do 24-7 is reach out to you and say, God, help me. God, you said whoever asks for wisdom, you will give it freely. So God, give them wisdom. Partner with them in this moment. God, let them know they are not alone. God, speak to them. Let them hear that still, small voice that wants to guide their life. And God, right now, 
I declare a victory over that circumstance. I declare, come what may, we will trust God. I declare that the devil can't touch them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.